Please welcome to the stage Dr. Steven Sideroff of UCLA. Good morning, everybody. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, how are you all doing? Wasn't yesterday a great day? I had a great time yesterday. And today I want to talk to you about clean lens, sharpened blade, and tune instrument. And I want to begin, next slide please, thank you, a little story about a couple of lumberjacks. The Mr. Lumber on the left, very industrious, up at the break of dawn, grabs his axe, his instrument, and begins chopping wood. And he nonstop chops wood all day. And at the end of the day, the sun goes down and he is very pleased. He sees a nice big pile of lumber that he cut. Mr. Jack, he also is industrious, wakes up first thing in the morning, and he's chopping and chopping all day, but every hour he takes a 10-minute break. And at the end of the day, he looks at his pile of wood, and his pile of wood is bigger than the first one. Every time he took a 10-minute break, he sharpened his axe, he sharpened his instrument. One of the things that I notice when I do a breathing meditation and I breathe, I really feel that I am the instrument through which my air is flowing. You are all the instrument through which your energy flows. How your, en how your instrument is tuned determines how you mobilize your energy, how you use your energy, and the results that you get. Next slide, please. The lens through which you see the world, your portal to the world, how you interpret the world, how you make expectations about what to expect, all of this is shaped by your history. It wounds your lens, it narrows your lens, it clouds your lens. Next slide, please. The strongest connections in our brain are imprinted from our childhood and from the evolutionary process. One of my early mentors, Donald Hebb, one of the pioneers of neuroscience, coined the term neurons that fire together, wire together. And in our earliest history, next slide please. Our lens is shaped by the lessons of early childhood. These are our survival lessons that go in very deep and form what I refer to as our primitive gestalt patterns. And these patterns are reinforced because they go into the internal voice, what I refer to as our internal parent, that we hear 24-7. In addition, there's an evolutionary mismatch in which our nervous system is tuned basically to the way that our hunter-gatherers live their lives. And so we have that same fight-or-flight response to danger, 
to threat, whether real or imagined, and to uncertainty. So all of this mobilizes our bodies for fight or flight. But then we have to hold in all of that energy, thus resulting in an imbalance within our nervous system, an overactivation of the stress response, and then we hold it in. So we are tuning to environments that are no longer relevant to us. And this is further impacted by the fact, and if you think about all the stresses, I'm sorry, if you think of all the successes in your life, you will note that almost all of them are associated with stress. An engagement that makes an impression, a decision that you've made, a speaking engagement, uh, all of these things are stressful, and so we further, neurons that fire together, wire together, we further lock in our stress response. Now, intuitively, we know that stress speeds up the aging process. But we also see it right before our very eyes. Here's one of our presidents before he started as president and then eight years later, but there's no one political party that has a monopoly on this aging process. Being president is stressful. But all of our lives are very stressful. So we know this, but we now have scientific evidence that stress actually speeds up the aging process. Here we see the strands of our DNA that's present in every single one of our cells. And what you notice is that at the very ends of those strands, we have what are referred to as telomeres. Telomeres are sort of like these caps that protect our DNA so that every time our cells divide, our DNA is protected. However, every time our cells divide, these telomeres begin to fray just a little bit. With each division, they fray a little bit more until a cell is no longer able to divide. Research now has demonstrated that stress actually speeds up the fraying of these telomeres at the ends of our DNA. Now, We also know that aging is the most important variable in the development of most disease processes. And here we see the growing prevalence of disease, chronic disease, in our country. And so we have this link, stress, aging, disease. So I want to talk about two important ways that we need to retune our nervous system and our thinking. One is because the result, it will result in personal enhanced health, performance, and longevity. But number two, for all of you here who are leaders, it will enhance the effectiveness of your power. Let me explain.
We already have evidence that resilience improves the bottom line. Organizations that have made investments in resilience have outperformed their competition. But what I want to emphasize today is that if leaders tune appropriately, if leaders become more resilient, they have an even greater impact because you will affect every person that you come in contact with. And so the effects of you tuning your instruments appropriately have, have leveraged effect. And we know that this is possible to retune to this environment, to your situation, because we actually have evidence. Here we can see Here we can, go back please. Here we can see in time-lapsed photography, neurons actually coming together, growing and meeting each other. There we go. During a half hour learning experience. So we know that just a half hour Learning can literally trigger growth of neurons in your brain, neuroplasticity. Very encouraging. And we are thrown into the ocean of life. And now the question is, will you tune yourself appropriately so that you can surf the waves of stress or be tossed and turned by them? Next slide, please. And so I want to introduce you to my model of resilience. Uh, most of the time when we think of power, which I define as the ability to get things done, which is right at the top of that pyramid of power, we only focus on getting things done. And here I want to emphasize that that ninth pillar of my model actually sits on top of eight other pillars. In each one of them, we want to tune appropriately. So if we start at the bottom left, relationship with yourself. We've tuned our relationship with ourselves based on our childhood environment. And so we tend to be too hard on ourselves. We tend to be too critical and too judgmental. And I suggest we want to tune our relationship to ourselves with an internal parent that's loving, compassionate, accepting, supportive, and caring. That's the model of tuning to a healthy relationship with yourself. Relationship with others is based on this same model. But in addition, in relationship with others, you want to have good boundaries so you don't absorb toxic energy of negative people. Relationship with something greater, this has to do with spirituality. It has to do with meaning and purpose in your life. The next is physical balance and mastery. Here's where we get to retune our nervous system so that there's a balance between the activation of the stress response, the sympathetic nervous system, with the recovery, the parasympathetic 
branch of the nervous system. This takes training, practicing relaxation techniques in other ways, and simply knowing that that, needs, that balance needs to take place. Again, a new level of tuning. Mental balance and mastery is about being able to think positively. So if something might go wrong, you plan for it, but then you focus on what will go right. You start your day not with looking for what can go wrong, but with what can go right. Emotional balance and mastery is about taking care of emotional unfinished business so that you have no regrets, you have no lingering resent resentments, that you clear this by working through your emotional unfinished business, which allows you to be more present. And flexibility is the ability to shift perspective, to put yourself in other people's shoes, all of which leads to a more direct and focused ability to be tuned in to healthy use of your power. Here this just shows how in the bottom left with positive emotions, there's synchronous emotional activity and it tends to tune your heart rate patterns. Above you could see frustration, anger, and negative emotions creates chaotic, chaotic heart rate patterns. And finally, I want to say that our body has a natural wisdom if we tune into it. And I said before that we are now able to know our biological age as opposed to our chronological age. Just as an example, by following this model that I just showed you, last March I turned 75 and I did my own biological age and I discovered that my biological age while following this model was 55 years. So it's possible for all of us to slow down our aging process. And we know that people who are more resilient are able to actually function better. Here, if you look at curve number B, the level of arousal that a person with resilience can handle and still remain at peak performance levels gets pushed further to the right here. We can perform better at higher levels of stress when we are resilient. Last slide. So I want to thank you very much uh, for more information. This is my new book, which will be out in January. There are still some copies of my current book out at the bookstore. For more information, thank you very much.